Hey guys, thanks for joining into today's podcast. Um, I appreciate you following through and enjoying God's Word just as much as I do. Um, Let's continue our study going through the New Testament chapter by chapter, verse by verse, digging in, getting a broader view of God's Word, um, keeping it in context. I delight. That's probably one of my, my biggest focus points is keeping God's Word in context because that is vitally important. A text taken out of context is a con. Remember that. (laughs) Um, All right, chapter 11, verse 1. Here we go. Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. You entered the home of Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. Verse 4, then Peter told them exactly what had happened. I was in the town of Joppa, he said, and while I was praying, I went into a trance and saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners from the sky, and it came right down to me. When I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of Small animals, wild animals, reptiles, birds. And I heard a voice say, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. Verse 8, no, Lord, I replied, I have never eaten any uh, anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. But the voice from heaven spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. This happened three times. Before the sheet and all it contained was pulled back up to heaven. Just then, three men who had been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry that they were Gentiles. These six brothers here accompanied me, and we soon entered the home of the man who had sent for us. Verse 13, he told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and had told him, Send messengers to Joppa to summon a man named Simon Peter. Verse 14, he will tell you how you and everyone in your household can be saved. As I began to speak, Peter continued, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as he fell on us at the beginning. Verse 16, then I thought of the Lord's words when he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with water the Holy Spirit. And since God gave these Gentiles the same gift he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? Verse 18, when the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, we can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. Um, So Peter gives us a broader context of his vision. He he basically tells us the meaning um, that the gospel is going to the Gentiles. It's going beyond the Jews, and now it's going to reach the Gentiles. This was a huge breaking point in Christianity um, because up until this point, to my knowledge, There was not a Gentile who received 
Um, salvation. I may be wrong on that. I am not 100%. Um, but I, I love that uh, verse 16, when, when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, he says God gave these Gentiles the same gift he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus. Um, and that is the ability to speak in other languages. That's the gift of the Holy Spirit. They were able to communicate with people they did not know. That's the gift because that was the gift needed in order to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ because there was a language barrier, you see? And that's what the Holy Spirit did is, is uh, produce the gift to be able to speak in other tongues. And now these tongues were understood. Now make sure you understand the context. It was not just some hibber jibber jabber because um, there is hibber-jibber-jabber going on out there today. And that is not the gift of tongues. The gift of tongues, the Bible, it there is an interpretation of the gift of tongues as well. And we will get to that later, but the, but the uh, gift of tongues was so that the gospel could be uh, taught in other languages. Um, so we see in verse 18 here when... When Peter um, preached to them, it says, We can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege. It's a privilege to repent of your sins and receive eternal life. Um, they didn't have to wait to heaven to receive that eternal life. And uh, once again, that is... The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is eternal life. Um, but it's important note to, to talk about. I want to talk a moment about the repenting of their sins. What does that look like? The repenting of their sins is turning away from things, evil things they're doing. Um, repenting of their sins means to change the direction, change the course of one's life. Say you are going one way. Repenting means turning around and going the complete opposite. Um, so that's important to note. Uh, verse 19, meanwhile, the believers who had been scattered during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far as uh, Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria. They preached the word of God, but only to Jews. However, some of the believers who went to Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene began preaching to the Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was with them, and a large number of these Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. Wow, this right here, this is a, oh, a game changer, guys. This is where, okay, they initially thought that the gospel was for Jews only, okay? So now they're seeing reception from the Gentiles and they're not just seeing reception, but they've actually seen what I just discussed is the, the gift of the Holy Spirit um, actually being displayed through the Gentiles. I think that's kind of how they knew that, you know, salvation was available to them. They needed to see that. Um, so we see an increase here. Now we have Gentiles coming into the faith. Verse uh, 22, when the church at Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. 
Verse 23, when he arrived and saw this evidence of God's blessing, he was filled with joy and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. Verse 24, Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith, and many people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went, to, went on to Tarsus to look for Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching large crowds of people. It was at Antioch the believers were first called Christians. So we actually have right here a picture of our first called Christians. You know, up until this point, I think what Acts references earlier in the book, it says that they were followers of the way. I guess it was called the way early on in, in the book of Acts. And, and now once we see Christians, we see uh, Saul and Barnabas uh, developing a church. It took a full year. They're teaching them. They're teaching them about Jesus, the way they should live their lives, the things they should do, you know, practices they should have, um, things they should observe, probably, you know, teaching them a, a lot about how to live together. Um, because being a Christian is a whole different life, whole different lifestyle. It It's a lifestyle of love, thankfulness, um, you know, forgiveness, um, love, joy, peace, patience, you know, so I believe that they were just instructing them help. Perhaps they were setting up, um, teams, um, small groups of people that could do life together. Um, all that kind of stuff I'm sure took place during that first year. I would have loved to have been there and, and really seen what that looked like that first establishment as a body of believers, and those were the first Christians. So we see it took until Acts chapter 11 for Gentiles to roll into the picture as believers, and now we see what is called Christians. Um, verse 27. During this time, some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up in one of the meetings and predicted by the Spirit that a great famine was coming upon the entire Roman world. This was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. Verse 29, So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea. Everyone giving as much as they could, they did this, they did, entrusting their gifts to Barnabas and Saul to take to the elders of the church in Jerusalem. All right, so we that brings uh, Acts chapter 11 to a close, and we see some awesome things taking place, and we see some things really starting to develop. Um, we see a church. Developing, we see the first time in Scripture that believers are called or established as Christians. Um, a lot of cool things taking place, um, and I, I just love, I love Acts, man. I, it's an amazing book, man. Thank God we have a history book of our first century church Christians pioneering into 
basically the the world is unknown of Jesus Christ. There is no knowing outside of the apostles, um, you know, and and we really see God start to to gather and and bring in um, and create a, a following. Um, let's uh, continue to go through chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Um, looking into God's word. I look forward to bringing chapter 12 to you soon. Thank you for listening.